Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. KM Ferrario here on 101 ESPN. Alex Ferrario, Tanner Hendrickson, Chris Kerber in for BK today as we are at the E&B Granite Studios here at the Centene Community Ice Center. Blues practice wrapping up just a, a bit ago. Clem Costin, James Neal, those guys are on the ice. They've been skating the last couple of days. David Perron skating once again today, so great news to see there. We'll uh, give you an update and keep you posted of what Craig Bruby has to say after practice uh, later on this afternoon. But now we get our weekly hit. Now, we started a weekly hit with Mike McKenna because, frankly, he's just awesome. He had a great hit with us last week, and B- BK and I wanted more of Mike McKenna. But the problem, Curbs, is we're trying to come up with a segment name for Mike McKenna. BK threw out Mike's hot, and I said, man, that might make Mike a little uncomfortable coming off the air, you know, just saying Mike's hot when he comes on the air, right? Don't check me, bro. It's <laughs> a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Mike, which one did I'm, you like? I'm, I'm I think, uh, Kurt, I think you might be, might be hinting at something that I've been talking about recently on Twitter. I'm not against hitting in the NHL, I promise. But we will have to come up. We will have to come up with a good segment name. Maybe, maybe some fans out there will have some suggestions. I don't know. We could go in house and think about our friends over at the Riz Show, people that do the naming for Craigslist Freak, Craigslist Freak of the Week. Maybe they can do some magic on this segment. We're asking for a little uh, help here. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you some grief. It's a fantastic topic, and and let's. Let's get into that with, with 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 you here. So we've seen over the last couple of days, Jacob Truba throw some hits that have been injury causing, and you saw Jujar Kara have to be stretched off the ice, uh, and and then we saw the hit on Nathan McKinnon. And honestly, both hits in my book were clean, and apparently the league agrees because there's no supplementary mm-hmm. discipline over that. But you uh, you have a, a different take on, on whether or not the hit should have happened clean or not, Mike. So explain, explain to everybody where you're coming from on that. Yeah, Curbs, you're exactly right. Like, these are clean hits by the definition of the rule book uh, that Jacob Truba has laid. Nathan McKenzie received one. Jujar Kara for the Chicago Blackhawks, of course, had to go to the hospital uh, suffering brain trauma from a hit where he's hit hard, hits his head on the ice. And really the long and the short of it to me is that Truba has decided to laser guys with hits in open ice when he knows they're in a really vulnerable position with their head down. And not momentary, you know, they're not momentary instances. Kara's got his head down for a little while because he's looking for the puck. It's been passed into his feet. And I think you're asking an awful lot to say that players need to have their head up at all times. And I understand it, man. I went through all the hitting camps as a kid. I know I was a goalie. 
But I still went through the hitting camps. I played the game at the highest level. I know what it's like to have a puck come at you quickly. Players will have their head down at times on the ice because they have to look at the puck. And those are the moments where I think that the person laying the hit needs to use judgment. You can't hit somebody from behind because they can't defend themselves. That's what it says in the rule book. And I think it's a similar situation when somebody has their head down that you just can't bury that person. That's where the really serious injuries can happen. I mean, if Kara's in the, imagine if Kara's helmet pops off and he hits his head on the ice. He could be dead, you know. And, and I've, I've just had too many friends suffer big-time injuries from this way. Uh, it makes me nervous. I'd like to see more onus on the person laying the hit to make sure that the person receiving it at least has an opportunity to defend themselves. I do not want to take it hitting out of hockey whatsoever. I just think it's there to separate the man from the puck, not to try to take their head off. So the snag for me, Mike, is the rules. I, I understand the safety of the rules and why they're in place, and I think they're doing a really good job of legislating that head with a point of contact. And it's not going to completely avoid head contact because you could put a you could put a, a shoulder into a sternum and you could still have head contact just with the way the body reacts to it. I, I think I think the hits along the boards are really important, but over the years, the way this is legislated, because of the way you, for example, you're describing it, what I think it has also done is it has taken the onus away from the puck handlers and away from the players. It's taken the onus off of them just to be aware on the ice and be smart in a game where the game has to remain physical. It is part of what hockey is, and I mean, I've seen preseason games. I've seen, heck, we saw a regular season game for a while. That game in Detroit that we had before Thanksgiving was just boring as all get out because nobody's even bumping. I think the Blues had were charted with three hits and Detroit had five or something like that. So, I, yeah, maybe there is a line somewhere, but the way that they're legislating this stuff now, it's actually, I think, making guys more unsafe because guys are starting to be less aware of where they are on the ice, one, and two, who they're on the ice against. Yeah, and there's well there's such there's such an emphasis on skill now, Curbs, and we want to see goals and we want to see the greatest players in the game have the puck on their stick and do magical things with it. And I totally agree where you're coming from that this is a physical game, man. That is an element of hockey we cannot get rid of. And that's like I say, I don't want hitting out of it. But I really look at these specific instances that have become increasingly rare. Okay, like these don't happen all the time. And it's that rare hit, it's that rare player who's still willing to step up and make that hit. Uh, and there's ways to defend against that. You can go for the puck in those scenarios. And every old schooler on earth is really mad at me over this. And I'll gladly <laughs> eat that because, hey, man, I, this is an open discussion. We all have opinions for it. Mine's apparently not popular with a lot of people, and that's fine. Um, but I do think that we've got, you know, I don't think players are any, like, terribly less aware I see where you're coming from, though, Curbs. They are much more willing to drive middle ice and not protect themselves because a lot of these open ice hits don't happen any longer, and that's why it's so surprising when you get lasered by Jacob Truba. Uh, But there aren't many players left doing it, and that's where I think that these hits every couple games, every 10, 20, whatever it is, I'm not sure we can find a way to massage it that it's just a little bit safer. That's, That's my question for it. So I, I looked at that. Uh, I watched the the Jujar Kara hit, the hit on Jujar Kara, and you know th- there were a couple of really questionable hits when the Blues played the Blackhawks that uh, were were borderline along the boards. One and, and one of them was from Jujar Kara, and he's not a guy that's afraid to make those hits in the middle of the ice too. And it's unusual mm-hmm. for a guy like that to be one of the guys that gets that gets caught. 
I then look at the Nathan McKinnon one as an example, and, and I hear what you're saying. You go for the puck, and the first thing that comes to my mind is, is yeah, four different players went for the puck, and then they just got posterized by, uh, <laughs> you know, by by and Connor McDavid right on, on a goal of the year. And if and if you're coming off the wall like Nathan McKinnon is, and you're going to cut to the dot, knowing the skill he has, the cutback ability. If you're that defenseman and you just kind of, instead of take the body, you just try to start jamming that puck and he beats you to it, you're going to lose half your weight and uh, butt chewing from the coach when you get to the bench. So that's, I, it, it's, it, it, to me, and, I, and I'll, I'll relate it to one more for you, Mike, and get your thoughts on this one. I actually think that the three or four trips we've seen and Slewfoots from P.K. Subban this year have been far more egregious than what we saw from Jacob Truba. And, and, the, and here's why. Those guys cutting to the middle of the ice with their head down, you, you, this, this has been taught from day one in hockey, and you got to be aware of where you are on the ice. Boy, that other stuff is from behind getting your foot kicked out of you. And to me, those are far more egregious than, than the Truba hits, even though the Truba hits they have, have a larger impact in terms of the, you know, the eek factor. Well, I'm just shocked that Subban hasn't received more discipline for those curves because I totally agree with you. And what what's frustrating is that Subban is not trying to slew foot people, but the way he plays is causing it, and you have to change. Because whether he's trying to or not, he is slew footing people. And he's going to hurt somebody doing it. If he, I mean, he already did. Ryan Reeves got him earlier in the year, you know, clipped him early in the season, and that does need to change 100%. I agree with that. Um, but I do think that that onus, like, Coming through the middle, man, we've all heard that. Keep your head up. You've got to be looking for it. You've got to go hard, but you've got to be aware. It's all true. And listen, Truba, the way he hit, 100% is how you're taught. Shoulder down. He didn't elbow anybody. You know, but the point for me is that, once again, even if he drives through the chest, the violent nature of that hit, the way the head snaps, it leads to head trauma. And that's what concerns me. That's what scares me about it. Maybe I have a. Maybe I'm just too cautious. Maybe I'm soft. I'll take it on this one, um, because I, again, Truba is making clean hits. They are clean by the rule book. But boy, if he's off by three, four inches, he's making head contact. He has been previously sp- suspended once in his career for it. That could happen. Teams don't like it, man. Teams are going and they're fighting him every time this happens because they don't think that hits kosher. You know, we're talking with Mike McKenna. A couple more minutes with the former NHL goaltender and analyst for Daily Faceoff here on BK and Ferrario. Uh, Mike, I, I am curious, and I know you spent time in the American Hockey League. Charlie Lindgren spent time in the American Hockey League. I don't think you guys ever crossed paths in terms of playing on the same team. Uh, but what did you know about him? And we talked last week about Ville Husso getting the opportunity as a backup goaltender. Uh, you talk about another guy who uh, maybe expected to be in the AHL all season getting an NHL opportunity. Well, Charlie Lindgren's had three years' worth of NHL one-ways under his belt with the Montreal Canadiens and played some good hockey for them, but couldn't sustain it over the long haul. And what's interesting is when he went back to the American Hockey League within the Canadiens organization, that's when he didn't have his best numbers. But I will say this. The Canadiens affiliate in Laval has been really bad for a few years, especially defensively, okay, defensively. And I think Charlie Lindgren bore the brunt of that often. I mean, this is a guy who came in and was a really hot-shot prospect for the Canadians. I remember playing against him in the Calder Cup playoffs of the American Hockey League, and Blues goalie coach Dave Alexander has an intimate knowledge of Charlie Lindgren from that as well because Dave was our goalie coach with the Syracuse Crunch. And Lindgren at that time had really good game feel. 
He had the ability to steal games based on his skill set, but he still needed to work on things. Technically, he was kind of, you know, Uh, one-sided. He'd have left knee down, right knee up. He'd struggle moving to his blocker side, and that seems to be improved now. I watched him last night, you know, and his patience on his edges was much better. It looked like the Red Wings were targeting high blocker. He's managing to keep his shoulders nice and high, uh, playing very between his posts. His game looks cleaner. He looks like a mature mature goaltender. Uh, And I think the Canadians just, frankly, had prospects moving in that were younger, that were more attractive from their draft status, and it pushed him out. So I'm not surprised. You look at how he played in the American Hockey League so far this year. He's been been lights out for the Thunderbirds, 8-1-1. And you know what I really loved about it, though, guys? I remember one of his availabilities. He said, listen, there's a couple of other birds here. He's talking about other Thunderbirds in, in St. Louis, okay? Well, how about his teammate Nathan Walker with a hat trick, you know, playing for the big club? So I, I feel that sense of continuity within the organization, and to me that's exciting. So, Mike, uh, before we wrap up with you, I got a couple on our text line. They never fail with this one. Minutes with McKenna, McKenna's moments in the crease, or how about this one? Stick happens. <laughs> Stick happens. Kind of moments, yeah. Those would all Stick work. I like them all, Mike, man. Right? We always have to go to the listeners. That's fantastic. Maybe we find a nice stick company that can sponsor Mike McKenna. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a, that's a good one. Mike, we always appreciate the time, buddy. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you next Friday. That sounds great. Thanks for having me on. Pleasure. There you go. Apply a little splash when your windshield's getting dirty. Just apply a little splash when your windshield's getting dirty. Just apply a little splash. See safely on the road when you apply a little splash.